Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Beacons Are Lit, a Lord of the Rings podcast. This one covering The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 3, titled Adar. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by Matt Garen. Hello. Kelly Conrad. Hey there. And Stacey Lyons. What's up? Yes, the fellowship, the full fellowship is back in action to cover the rings of power. I was not here last week. I had gotten, I got COVID. Just going to put it right out there. I got sick. I got the thing that's going around and it got me after two and a half years of dodging it. It finally caught up with me, but I'm back. So we're going to be talking about season one, episode three, but because I wasn't here last week, I do want to mention some things and my general thoughts on this show. Uh, First of all, y'all did a great job. Thank you for, for, for covering. Uh, Matt, thank you for, for hosting. I thought you mm-hmm. did great. Uh, I love that you were apologizing to people for your level-headed opinions. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Don't worry, everybody. Mike's coming back. The real yeah. champion of the show. Uh, he will be back. And I am back. Uh, and I have some things to say about and you uh, just unveiled a scroll for the listeners Santa Claus <laughs> I have some prepared remarks uh I, okay here's the deal so I am on record as saying I don't give a shit about the source material this is a show on its own I don't care that these aren't the Peter Jackson uh films I don't care how closely it is I don't care if they invent new characters or they change histories I don't care about any, I don't care that it costs a billion dollars to make. I don't care about any of that. I'm judging the show on its merits. And it stunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I hated it. I, and I am signing off for the last time right now. Uh, no, I thought it was, I thought they were both very, very solid, solid episodes. Um, I thought the second one was a little bit weaker than, than the first. I really enjoyed the, the prologue. I thought overall the visuals were fantastic. Some things I think look a little too clean, a little too not just for for the time, but just they look too perfect. Because uh, even though we're thousands of years, some of those buildings have been around for thousands of years already. So there's going to be some wear and tear on those things, and everything looks in some of the, especially in uh, the elven uh, areas, just looks brand new. Um, Maybe they just have regular upkeep, which I'm sure there are elf crews going around just, you know, tuning everything up and polishing elf, and whatnot. An elf but... construction <laughs> crew. Could you? Yeah. Uh, so they, everything just looks, a lot of things just look a little too perfect. Still beautiful. I'm still on board. I'm not going to stop watching the show because things look too good. Um, I love the the Harfoots. Definitely on board with with them. I think Nori uh, and Poppy are fantastic. Um, Aaron Deer, a little stiff. For even for an elf, I feel uh, I think he loosens up a little bit as the <clears throat> things go on. Um, the stranger, uh, I had posted in our Slack about the stranger, uh, who uh, I had said that I thought that it was probably going to end up being Sauron, uh, which is another thing I do agree uh, that it is a little bit can be a little bit annoying within this show, but it's all viewer done. And what I'm getting at is the which one Sauron? Who's it gonna be? You know, kind of uh, guess who of of things. Yeah. Uh, so the you... house, Stacy was mad at me for telling her that last episode. I'm mad at me for reading it and also telling it because now it is just in my head. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't. I just wanted to imagine Sauron 
somewhere in like a cave, like legit in all blacks, just like waiting. Yeah. Like, oh, you found yeah. me. Counting off days uh, <laughs> on on the wall. Um, so that can get a little bit annoying. That really is just a, a viewer problem. The viewers are are doing that. Nowhere in that in this show so far have they been like. He's coming back, but we'll never know who he's going to form as. You know, it's not mm-hmm. any of any of that stuff. It's all viewer done. Um, the music, I think, is is fantastic. Uh, I've been listening. I was listening to it when they released it before the the episodes aired. So I thought that was that was really great. I, in a weird way, I do find myself skipping past the Howard Shore intro. It's great music, and there's allusions to the the original work. Um, but the intro itself is boring. Not the like the music is good, but the intro itself is kind of boring. I think it was Matt maybe Visuals. talked about the uh, maybe have some maps. Give us some maps. Um, Give me maps. We got some maps. This third episode, we got, got some it. maps showing okay. us go- where we're where we're going uh, within the episode. And I do like when they do it uh, within the episode from segment to segment to show us show us yeah. that. But the intro. I hope we get a different intro with it for the uh, second second season. It's a little it's a little boring. Um, yeah. And as far as Galadriel goes, uh, I thought those sequences were were really cool, very good. But ultimately, I don't know how needed some of some of that stuff was to show us who who she was. Uh, I thought the which sequences are you spe- referring to in specifically? Uh, all of them. Uh, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah, just uh, I could cut Galadriel out. <laughs> okay. I thought that the <laughs> so Galadriel's storyline. No, no, I love I love the I do enjoy the the storyline, but I didn't think that some of the stuff was fully necessary. Uh, her as a kid, like those young elves were dicks. Like the, yeah. it's, it's such a weird. Because you don't see them like that in the Peter Jackson films, you know. Again, I don't care. So I'm just—it's something new. So now I'm discovering. Yeah, elves can be dicks. <laughs> they get—they get teased Scary. just like uh, you know I did in elementary school. We're not going to get into it. Oh, um, I would love absolutely love to get into it. <laughs> Call it. Wait, you names. were you were the teaser or the teasy? Let's just say I tried to make a lot of boats and people didn't. <laughs> <make it. laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, the elf. Or not the elf, the uh, snow troll. I thought that was that was really cool. Um, but thank you. Uh, uh, her doing all of that work herself, her doing everything herself. Like, why do you need all of those people with you if you're that badass of a of a right, warrior? Mike, if so, if someone's think... not with her, whose sword is she going to jump off of? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. There was a lot of really really cool things. Ultimately, I don't think they did too much to further. I think there are better ways to show what they were getting at that weren't necessarily as showy or as uh, weren't necessarily action pieces, but still things were just moving a little too fast. Um, I wish we did stay a little bit more in some of these areas and with some of these characters, because the, the payoff for cutting ahead to episode three here, when Aaron Deere's buddy dies, that didn't hit me as hard because we had such a brief amount of time with that person. Yeah, like who the fuck was that? The what? Yeah. yeah the, the, <laughs> like, oh, had, had we the, had we yeah. seen him before? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, and the watch warden. What, who's who's the alpha? Uh, God, what's his name that dies in two towers on the on the tower? Um, how 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 dear? How dear? Okay, I couldn't. I was like Hall something, yeah. but 
Paul were, Brins, Paul and Oates. Allusions to that within within yeah. this, but we'll we'll chat more about that in a moment. I think I'm just about wrapped up with my what right. um, first two right. episodes. So before we get to the first, I have to know, Mike, how you felt because I was very split on the dwarfs with Kelly. And Matt. All right, how did you yeah. feel about the dwarfs? I thought the I thought it was great. I thought Casa Dune looked fantastic. I thought it was beautiful. I love seeing how that looked in its prime with all the vegetation and everything just intact. I thought it was, I thought it was really well done. Uh, I think definitely some things were showing as CGI, uh, but I got past it. I got, which was the case with a lot of the show, but I got past it very easily. None of it was so glaringly bad to me that I was like, ah, CGI stinks. Not that you have to, you have to suspend belief for all this stuff anyway. So <laughs> show me um, the real Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was really great, and I thought this depiction of the elves was great. Uh, so much better than the way they were kind of portrayed within, again, the uh, Peter Jackson trilogy of the the, dwar- the, the dwarves or the dwarves. Elves. Dwarves. The dwarves. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, really like what's his face? Um, red hair. Dor- Dor- Doran, yeah, Doran. Um, yeah. I thought he was he was great. I thought the moments with him and uh, Elrond were very good. Mm-hmm. The yeah. the way that they got there was a little odd to me. Uh, like Elrond had to kind of suggest, like, well, what if it wasn't just the the elves kind of uh, yeah. doing this? And you know, I know a guy. <laughs> you know, let me make some calls. And then they were um, just there. Like, <laughs> they, walked. They, they walked. walked there. they walked across the street. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't bother me in in the least. Uh, I am very much okay with them skipping skipping right to it. Uh, there are parts in Game of Thrones where, especially later seasons, where boom, we're there. Oh, yeah. Boom, we're there. Uh, within the earlier seasons, you saw a lot of their journey. And yeah, all but in the later seasons, it stunk. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, cut to it when when we don't need what happens before. If the whole point is them talking to the elves, let's no. just cut to cut to the elves or the. I can dwarves, agree. I think me. the way I think the way in which it was done though was just a little amusing. Like, but would you, uh, would you have preferred Elrond slow mo riding on a horse on the beach with the close up <laughs> shot of his face? I think that was well, the close up was bad, but the the shots of the horse were maybe the most beautiful shots in the series so far. Yeah. Uh, and I also think that that's a simple thing to do in editing. Just throw another scene or two uh, in between. Yeah. Uh, from from other other segments, uh, and the the audience will more easily assume that some time has passed and they didn't teleport over. Right. So it's right in front of the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so before we get to <clears throat> our first impressions of episode three. I do want to mention that if you enjoy the podcast, please go to iTunes and rate and review and let us know that. Uh, we are going to do a giveaway at the end of this season for something Lord of the Ringsy, and we'll announce that in one of the upcoming episodes. Oh, no, we did decide what that's going to be. There is a shirt that was put out um, by Elijah Wood and some others, um, which is, I think it says, you are welcome here. Uh, and it's all the different colored uh, ear, all the different... Uh, species of ear and color of ear of of elves and species of of Middle Earth, which uh, kind of bridges all generations of of these shows and films. 
So I think that's going to be our, our prize. And you'll just let us know what size. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll send, send that out. So that's what you have to look forward to. All right. First impressions of episode three, Adar. Kelly. Ah, hello. Um, I, first impressions, I'm not sure much else stuck out stood out to me from this stuck episode out. stuck out um <laughs> stood out to me about this episode from the other two that we've seen it felt still like a lot of exposition um especially with um visiting Numenor and meeting the Numenorians for the first time I'm I think my what I'm realizing is the issues I have isn't with the content of the show. Like it's not artistic choices. It's more like technical choices and like how things are pieced together. I'm having a hard, I feel like out of sync with the show. Like they have these moments that they clearly want to hit much like the death of that elf that I feel literally nothing for. I like feel nothing. And same, I think with like the action sequences, like we had, I guess like the, the biggest action sequence so far that wasn't like in the prologue at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And even though there were some like cool moves, I was like, for some reason, this feels like, I don't know if it's editing. I don't know if it's story, but it just feels off to me. And I'm left being like, okay, I know that those are cool stunts, but I still like kind of don't feel anything. I don't know if maybe this is my problem. <laughs> I'm starting to think this, this is, is my problem. <laughs> I'm supposed to enjoy as a human being, but yeah, I don't. And so I think that's, I, I'm realizing like, oh, I think I'm just, it, it's just edited and put together in a way that I'm, I'm not quite on board with. And I kind of disagree with you, Mike, about the music. I think the music feels very homogenous. Like I don't, I can't even tell the difference between like the motifs. I'm like, oh great. Everything just kind of like sounds very similar versus um, genius, Howard Shore. It's like, oh, okay, we know this is Rohan's motif. We know that this is Rivendell. We know that this is the Shire, like almost like instinctually. And I'm just not getting that. Granted, I know it's episode three, um, but I, the music, I realized it, in this episode, I'm like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I'm on board with bear. Um, but, uh, I, I do think it's picking up mind you a little slower than I wish it was. I do feel like so far we're really like trudging, trudging. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Um, along quite slowly. But hey, I, I'm still here. I'm still here, and I'm I'm really I'm I, I, I'm fulfilling I'm, your contract. <laughs> yes. I show um, up. I watch. I do the homework. I will be here for the next five years in the front row. Um, no, I think I'm really like I want to be on this show's side. Like I've really I, I'm trying really hard to to be there for the show to support the show. It's so far um, not. It hasn't been so easy. Okay. Okay. Matt. Uh, you know, Kelly, I don't think it's your problem. I think I agree with everything you said, I think. Um, and (laughs) I, I was saying to Nicole, I think the technical aspects of the kind of what you're talking about, like how it's pieced together, there's something off or you're not on board with. 
I was trying to pinpoint it with my wife Nicole earlier and I was like you know there's so much she, was, she kept saying there's so much going on there's like so many different plot lines like it's so hard to follow and keep up with it all I'm like I I agree I think it's that cup but I'm like but there were all, there was also so much going on in Game of Thrones we were cutting through all these different plot lines but I'm like why does Game of Thrones feel like so interesting the episode three in where this still leaves me feeling rather cold or just lukewarm if anything and I think it's that Game of Thrones in the beginning knew it was going to be a talky political show mainly. So we were spending lots of time with these characters, getting to know them through interesting dialogue and building them out so that we care about them. And we don't, and we're also, I mean, there, yeah, I mean, there also wasn't the the shadow of um, of the movies to deal with. Uh, but, uh, it, and and so, and then I'm, then I'm like, okay, so this show I think is trying to, do all these different plot lines, but also fulfill like the the genre uh, or dramatic kind of setup and cadences of like of of uh, the Jackson trilogy. Like we need to like we need to do action. We need to like set up all these different characters. We need to go to all these different places. We need to establish these different Tolkien tropes and blah blah, and still do that all within like an hour. Like we need to have like all these kind of different beats you know and like give that drama and that spectacle of the jackson movies where it's like you haven't earned that yet and i think that's like clearly why the um uh the arandir action sequence at the end feels so hollow because it's like i don't care about him yet and i don't know his friends at all i wouldn't have remembered them if they didn't show them in the previously on and so it just feels like there's not any stakes to to deserve the spectacle or it's leaning too heavily on you love Lord of the Rings, right? You know what Numenor is. So you're going to be like so amazed to see it rather than like earning that reveal on its own. Although that said, Numenor looks pretty cool in, in some of the wide shots. It, it was all right. It was all right. But uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to leave it. That That's my thesis right now on why it feels uh, off in, 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 in a couple different ways. Um, so, but yeah, and I just pretty much agree with Kelly. Okay. Mike has tears. I'm so I'm so glad you started with um film critics Kelly and Matt and then came to me for my opinion. Um I, totally honestly, I actually really agree with Kelly and Matt here. I just I haven't really felt like there's a cohesive tone yet to the show. Whereas I think like when you're talking, if I hate to keep talking about Game of Thrones but you could tell what that tone was and the Lord of the Rings movies, you could tell what the tone was and like Arondir, for example, I feel like it's been three different genres that he's been in so far. And this to me is the most interesting one. And I think episode three, I was, I was more in it than some of the others. I, I feel like I can pick and choose which parts of the show are like my favorite. And I can tell you why, but I shouldn't be able to do that. I should just be able to be like, yes, that was a cohesive episode. And I liked it so much. Um, so I, I agree. I What's up? Sorry, I was just going to say, like, I think it's okay to talk about Game of Thrones as just like, it's a touch point to this. Like this show wouldn't exist if Game of Thrones wasn't as the success it was, right? So like, Right, because okay that brought in like a fantasy well, audience. Yeah. And yeah. this is trying to capitalize on Game of that Thrones there is like exist a mainstream. If not for the Lord of the Rings films. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, yeah I just... Um, I didn't mind the fight at the end. I 
to be totally honest with you, I fell asleep during this episode and that woke me up. And then I went back and I had to rewatch the whole thing. Um, so I was like, this is cool. This is something that's happening. And that kind of made me bummed out. Like there should be more happening. Um, and I don't even want, I can't even complain about like a slow show because there is so much to set up and I'm assuming it's going to pick up and I don't mind a slow burn, but I just, I'm not. I'm trying really, really hard. And I'm going into it every single time with an open mind, trying not to be too critical. I'm trying to think about how I would be watching this if we weren't podcasting, if I didn't feel the need to discuss it. And I'm still coming up like there's some wonky stuff. There's just some wonky stuff that I just wish were a little bit better. And I can almost like point out the things that I just wish were done a little bit better. We should get a podcast for that. Well, we'll we'll talk talk about about them as we go. Um, Okay. Yeah, I <laughs> end recording. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess I guess I got some things to say. <laughs> no, I I love the episode. It was my favorite of the three so far. Um, I don't have the same disjointed feelings about the show uh, that you three have. Um, I wish for as the episodes progress and as the seasons progress that they abandon any feeling of allegiance to the Lord of the Rings films and just make the show that they want to make. Because I do feel if, if I'm to agree with anything that any of you have said, uh, that in a way I, not that you've said this, but this is what it makes me think of the, adherence to the Lord of the Rings films that Peter Jackson created and that the writings of Tolkien are holding this show from being the cohesive show that I feel like the three of you are looking for. Um, I think right now they're trying to please all parties and as a result are turning a lot of people off. I'm not one of them. Uh, I, it is uh, working for me. Yeah. Well, because I, I don't, I guess it's just easier for, for me to not give a shit, <laughs> you know, about some things that, that you three do. Um, I really enjoyed the way that the episode was put together. Uh, I thought that it was Aaron Deere's best episode. I loved going to Numenor. I will agree that the, way in which they presented Numenor was very much a, hey, Lord of the Rings fans, look what we got here. <laughs> yeah. The island of Numenor. Numen- Numenor. Oh, yeah. Did you Kelly, hear that? Kelly, I thought of you so hard when she said, I was like, and as she said, like, the island of, I was like, here it comes. I was expecting a hard R. I wasn't expecting that hard an R. It, like, <laughs> slapped me in the face. I'm uh, like, she is hitting those R's so hard. Was that the Queen Regent that we're referring to? Or- I think it was no. Galadriel. Galadriel. Oh, okay. There's only one place we could be going, to the island. Of Numenor. Of Numenor. <laughs> Numenor. Uh, I thought that the uh, Harfoots showed some some more depth and heartlessness to what they what they're doing here um and some some of Numenor definitely got a little little goofy uh with Galadriel kind of like hopping around you know trying to escape uh but yeah I thought that this episode started moving things along in a way that is still very much uh, a lot of exposition 
Like if this is if this show is eight episodes, which uh, it is, it's eight episodes. We're three. We might not get any. We not get might not get past exposition, which we need for this season until like seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's still going to be we setting met, up a like, whole lot of exp- exposition for the seasons seasons to come. Yeah. But I, like I said, I am on board. I love it. Uh, it you is not, love it? I do. It is not perfect, but I do love this show because of the fact that I do love those films. And I I'm love, happy for I you, love being in that world. I'm happy for you, Mike. I would love to love a show right now. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, man, I would love to be so pumped on this show. Like, I really would. Nothing, nothing would please me more to have new, exciting Lord of the Rings content in my life. If uh, this was like just a short show about the Harfoots, I think I'd be like, this is a perfect show. I don't Disney know. Plus. I'm kind of wavering on the Harfoots. I really <laughs> like the Harfoots. Because right, well, uh, it's good the best. We're talking show. about the Harfoots now, uh, because that is first on our list of discussion. First is Harfoots, then Aaron Deer, and then Numenor. So Harfoots, Stacy, what do you got? Um, I just like consistently love them. I thought that the reading of the names was so lovely. Um, (laughs) I just like, it was so dark. And the way they talked about everybody, they just were like, sorry. Like, (laughs) go bye. The Harfoots to me have the most consistent tone, which is like, goes back to what I said before. I feel like I live in the, every time I'm in it, I live in this world and I find out more about them as a group and as a culture and a community. And that's why I feel so connected to them. Mm-hmm. That I that it's easy for me to get in those scenes. Um, could do without some of the physical comedy, but that's just one woman's <laughs> preference. <laughs> uh, but I just consistently think that like Nori and Poppy are like some of the my favorite characters on the show. Um, I uh, I love the story with her dad. Are they going to get left behind? I mean, mm-hmm. I just feel like I I actually feel something for these people when I'm going through these scenes. Yeah, I think that they've the show has made the most of the little time that we have spent with them uh, yeah. better than Aaron Deer, better than Galadriel. Cause they've really just been moving Galadriel from set piece to set piece mm-hmm. um, and watching her interact, <coughs> excuse me, as a, you know, as a means to an end to introduce different groups of people. Mm-hmm. She's covering thousands of years. Aaron Deer is covering presumably quite a long time and the Harfoots yeah. I feel like we're living in like a three-day period with them which also is I think easy easier to tell that story yeah and even the Numenorians uh, are hundreds in the yeah. probably 200 years old some of them yeah we're able to be with the Harfoots and get their story as it moves along instead of like relying on like oh look at these old scrolls what did we learn about us now <laughs> well oh man I what, man? I just I, I just realized like wouldn't it have been amazing if the show applied like the Dunkirk like formula of storytelling where it's like we're going to follow the elves for like thousands of years but we're going to follow like the Harfoots for like three days and you know and the, the but the dramatic points all kind of align I don't know that just is that not what they're doing no, no I think it's all take is it yeah, not I think, just I think it's all around the same same, same time, time oh I just assumed that it was like gonna catch up eventually no I think they are condensing <laughs> I think the only thing that we've seen so in your head you did that was prologue. <laughs> this, this movie's worse than I thought <laughs> um, yeah. nobody goes off trail nobody walks alone yeah that was yeah. it was a, it was it was dark shit 
because they really do. Like you can't, <coughs> excuse me, you can't keep up. Sorry, I, them's the bricks. You can't apply the morals of a centralized society on a nomadic one. You know, no, that's how they survived. How wagon trails operated. You know, yeah. Oh, also one. mentioned by someone or several people in the last one was the way that they look with the acorns and the leaves and all that. The yeah, porcupine quills. I started wavering on this because all like after Kelly brought it up, all I could see was those goddamn acorns in their hair. But when they started migrating and stuff, and you and saw that it was camouflage. Yeah, yeah camouflage, it makes perfect like, sense. Okay, I love it, kind of. And their clothes when they, uh, mm-hmm. when they like hid, I'm just like, oh, they look like little grassy knolls. You could barely even yeah. see them. Everybody's dressed like a sniper, 24 seven. It's awesome. And <laughs> this guy has yeah. a full head of porcupine quills, and at one point he ducks down when the stranger like appears, and he legitimately looks like a porcupine. Yeah, <laughs> that was like I feel like sense. in this episode that was when I saw it like in action and I'm like, okay, I, I get it. But still when they're not hiding, yeah, it's still distracting. To I kind of don't like the dad that much, Nori's dad that much be- <laughs> because we operated in such a, a close up of him and the acorns were just like, bobbling around in his short hair and I'm Matt like would leave him behind just because because <laughs> of the bobbly acorns. Why Hand over your nuts acorns? and get because to the back of, of the line. This. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I still like the Harfoots. They give me uh, heavy Lost Boys and Hook. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Uh, I think Stacy brought up uh, such a key point um, about the Harfoots, which is they do feel like the most actualized race of people in this series so far. Um, And I feel like every time we see them, we're learning new information. And with the other people, we're either moving so fast that we're not, that we're just onto a completely new situation. Um, I think that's mostly it is we're just like, we're like moving to a different, we're moving these people's around here is like captured Gladrills, who the hell knows where, <laughs> like on any given day is just somewhere completely different. Whereas the Harfoots are, even though they're nomadic, there's like a, um, there's a consistency and almost ironically, like a stillness to them that mm-hmm. I think is like, allows you to just connect with them more. And I, I do feel like, cause I did read some reviews kind of ab- about this episode and how people were so taken aback that the Harfoots have a dark side. And I don't understand why that's like a negative thing at all. I don't know. It was weird, but people were just like, "Whoa, the Harfoots are so dark," and what I'm exactly like, "So the dark side." Like, I'm just leaving people hard. behind rather that than they, follow, yeah. uh, you know, helping out and bringing them along. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Some of the people bad. that they left behind sounded like they were dead, boring. Like oh. they were like, <laughs> "The bees got him," and it's like you can't help the, someone who's been gotten by the bees. Yeah, no, it's gonna happen. You don't want to be stung. No. They're all allergic. How many exactly. bees? Could like be a guy was like caught in a snowstorm. It's like, yeah, if you stop in like a snowstorm, like everyone's gonna die. So like, and they, yeah. I it like that the they have this the ritual and they cry and remember them. It shows to me not a lack of heart, but like an ability to make the tough decisions that they need to survive without mm-hmm. losing. Them. It's a utilitarian so. people. Yeah. And to me, like that's a perfect example of of how this mirrors to me the Tolkien esque. 
um, like idea of like good and bad and light and evil is like, there is going to be darkness. It's like how you deal with that and how good people deal with that. And it's like, they accept that this is part of life and they try to make it right. And I love, I think that that is so close to like what he wrote about that. That's why I think I like this stuff the most. I I will say some of the, or at least one line is a dialogue from the Harfoots this episode of like, do you think you're special? You're just a child. I know I'm not special. I know I'm just a Harfoot in a great big world or something like that. I'm like, we're just so like on the nose right now. Like we're just really calling out just the the themes and dialogue. It's like, what can I do? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did enjoy that. Uh, this is, I think, to Kelly's point about everybody moving around. That they uh, like they're on the move now, but they're all still together. Uh, Aaron Deer didn't get away, so we're not just moving him to another area and. Uh, Halbrand and Galadriel are still in Numenor. So we'll have them sitting in a spot. We're going to have some discussions. We're going to meet some people and hopefully get some of those things that the show could use uh, some more of. Uh, Within this Harfoot's uh, storyline, we still have Nori trying to get some pages from Sadok's book, which showed the constellation that the stranger is trying to get to guess trying to get there maybe uh and uh so that was like some comedy moments there as poppy was trying to guide her as she as she gets it he the stranger finds these paintings after he wakes up i guess and immediately proceeds to burn them um somehow because it's weird because this person this stranger may not be used to fire that actually burns because there, there's fire and flame within this that doesn't in within within this world. Uh, so as soon as that happened, it was like kind of freaking out. And the way that he got discovered by all of them, and I let <coughs> excuse me, let out a ha. And when he was like no, like there's the one where no, and everybody slowly turned back. Like oh, I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great. I also enjoyed uh, Sadak when he was talking about all those that we left behind and those on this one, this journey, we may leave some people behind. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to say anybody broke their foot and it's going to slow people down. But but we uh, all know that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but if anybody does get left behind, we're just going to get the sorry out of the way right now. So that was um, fun, but also, yeah, a little, little darkness, a little darkness to it, but I don't care about it. Uh, I'm going to be really mad if slash when that stranger doesn't turn to be Gandalf. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be happy about it. And I can't wait for that episode to talk to you guys. There is, uh, I had said that I I thought it was and going to end up being Sauron. Uh, I don't think that that's the case now. I think that it probably is either Gandalf specifically or one of the other other wizards. Now, some people out there reading the books, that can't be them. They didn't appear until the third age. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those people. Who cares? Who gives a shit? All right? It's a, it's, its own show. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, yeah, if it's one of those wizards, great. Uh, or if it's some, some completely new thing, unnamed it- wizard. I don't know if it does if he doesn't appear until the third age. I don't know. You gotta make it you better make it worth my while why he's showing up now, right? Like yeah. 
but also like I don't yes. necessarily need them. Like I don't need another person from the trilogy coming come like I don't need this. We've already got Elrond. We've already got Galadriel. We've got Durin, the line of Durin at least. They're mm-hmm. basically the same. uh so I don't know, like just chill out if it is like or earn it if it's gonna yeah. turn out. To if it's not gonna be Gandalf, they're really, really doing a troll here. <laughs> they're yeah, really trolling why, because why, of the, yeah. the the fireflies, because of the whole general look of him, uh the affinity. It's for literally the Ian McKellen. <laughs> I do not think he looks like Ian McKellen yeah, at I all. See that. I don't see at that all. Either. Aside from I, I, the I, I, hair and makeup, fine. He, I guess I think all white men look the same, but to me, it looks like. <laughs> so I look is, in the mirror and I see <laughs> So there's definitely some some magic to this being. It's got to be some sort of sort of wizard. Whether or not it's Gandalf remains to be remains to be seen. Um, Olorin, I think, would be the the elven elven name or one of the elven names, and there's Mithrandir. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, we we shall see, but I'm hoping that they go a different route and introduce us to a, a wizard that we've not yet seen. I hope it's Gandalf, and I just, I really do. I don't know why. I just, in my heart of hearts, hope it is. It would explain why he loves hobbits so much. Yeah. 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 For I sure. would love to see him pal around folk. with hobbits for a couple hundred years and then end mm-hmm. up in the Shire. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, anything more on the, the Harfoots or the Stranger? All right. No. If there's more, you can bring it on out uh, in our winners and losers. Uh, Aaron Deer. Oh, damn it. Uh, so quickly going over Aaron Deer's stuff, we have <clears throat> him coming to, and he finds that he's enslaved with um, his other watch pals, including his watch warden. Uh, and we're we're hearing a lot about Adar. We're seeing really they're really hammering home the fact that these orcs cannot you know stand the sun. Um, within this scene, we also, <coughs> excuse me, geez, we also get one of the characters that appeared, mul- one of the actors that appeared multiple times within the Lord of the Rings, who played, yeah, where can we get some mates? <laughs> the, that guy who's who played multiple characters within Lord of the Rings is one of the orcs within this. Really? This I thought yeah. it looked familiar and I was like, oh, they're just doing the same things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so are, we cool. gonna, are we ever going to get an orc with like a high, English accent, you know, like a. Well, can you give us an example of what you yeah, mean? Yeah, what we got? Hello, governor. Oh, <laughs> you oh, oh, don't a to go I don't want to go out in the sun. I was on sun duty yesterday. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all the Instead of maggoty bread, do you have a vegetarian option? I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> We may, we may yet get those um, orphan orcs. Maybe they sound like that when they're babies. Oh, maybe. Orky babies. Yeah, I would love to see an orc baby in this series. We're gonna me spend too. A lot of with orcs. Mm-hmm. Give me that orc baby. I still am hoping for the Balrog baby. Oh, no, although there, there probably isn't orc babies, right? Because aren't orcs like elves in whatever deformed? Uh, didn't right. Well, he was an urukai. He, he was, was like a full-grown man. Yeah, Thing, yeah. yeah he was, he was, there was no Urukai baby. There was no Urukai <laughs> baby. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have that moment where the tree is in the way. Like you, you just go around orcs. It's uh, a big tree. Watch. It's, oh, it's a huge tree. It's a big and it's tree. Been but there they already, them. They already as, chiseled uh, out like half, half the roots. I mean, yeah. they just, they've been working on this tree. 
Yeah. Uh, and they could could easily just go around, but the elves or the orcs are not not having it, uh, which leads to a bit of a bit of a standoff. Watch Warden stands up for the tree. Hey, that's roots have been growing deeper than you've been alive. Something along those lines. It's and, earned its place here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, oh shit! Yeah. Love that guy. <clears throat> and they get some. I was mad when he got shot because he stood up for the tree. Yeah, he got shot. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I like it, look how much we I, I identified with him just with one little thing. I didn't even know he was in a previous episode, so that's how memorable he was up until this point. You stand up for a tree, and I'm all in on you. <laughs> yeah, uh, and one of the supervisor orcs <laughs> comes out and it's like, ah, you, you like the cut of your jib <laughs> and gives him some water. They're skeptical of the water and it passes yeah, that it around. Scene, that moment lasts for like five hours. So long. I'm like, Oh, weird, such a weird payoff. Like they pass around the water and then they all take a sip. And then the third guy takes a sip and the orc just cuts his throat. It was such I was like, oh, a <laughs> Yeah, guys, I kind of, I kind of liked it. Yeah. I kind of, it felt like Russian roulette. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, mm-hmm. who's gonna die? Someone's yeah. gonna die. Well, and yeah, and die from the water. Definitely not gonna be the guy who did the tree yet, and it's not gonna be our main character. So it was just like clearly, it's gonna be this other guy. That's so I, be- I think this moment is a good example of an a g- more general issue that I have with the show is the show's struggle to build tension. Hmm. They they can't, they, they like, they cannot build tension for a satisfying payoff, whether it's in a battle or it's in like these high stakes moments. I'm like, okay, again, I see what you're doing. And then the dude's throat is slit. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Exhibit B of this we'll get to in a second, but yeah, yeah. like it, it's, yeah, it was just like, I don't know. It, Cause then there wasn't even that much blood and I'm not like a, a bloodhound, but like, yeah, I'm you are here. I'm not a blood freak. I'm not into the blood. <laughs> I'm not here for like goriness, but there's more gore in the movie. Like we see some gruesome stuff in the movies. Right. And like, this was, it was like, like a paper cut. It was like a paper cut. There was I thought that he wasn't going to die. And he's an elf. like, like, and if they get the jugular, that bleeds so crazy. much. Yeah, you got some projectile there. Uh, and it was just the saddest. Even when we saw him dead on the ground, I was like, is that all the blood we're going to get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was weird. It was underwhelming. Yeah. I, I will say I like when I like when shows will sit in a moment. And I'm glad we saw them sit in this moment. I would agree that probably they could sit in a few more moments or pick other moments to sit in, in which but i was sit? glad that we got i was glad that we got a slow scene i kind of you like tired stuff of standing like you needed to sit yeah. <laughs> okay. i'll take a chair. a chair anywhere i can at this point give me yeah. a chair uh i thought i thought it was fine uh i thought it was a little I bit i bet you odd. loved it i didn't love it uh, i thought it was a little <laughs> little odd it did take a little little too long i thought the tension was was fine but the payoff was not a not too satisfying um but yeah i thought it was okay I just think, like I said earlier, uh, that we needed more time with this dude to give a shit, to give more of a shit about his death because they were really trying to like call back to how dear that kind of moment. Or it seemed as if they were trying to do that. And it's not just me as a Lord of the Rings film viewer putting that on them. Yeah. 
so Aaron Deer volunteers to go up and start chopping down this tree, which also allows him to see the uh, whole landscape, which was part of the goal from the watch warden. And yeah, he apologized. Yeah, and he said it exactly like how Frodo says he's going to take the ring. He's like, people yes. are yelling. He's like, I will chop it. Yes. I will chop the tree. <laughs> I will take <laughs> an axe to its trunk. <laughs> Who are you, Frodo? I thought that same thing. And I was like, is that, was that like an intention? Was that a director's note? Was that an acting choice? We're going to see choice? that stuff wherever we want. Like right now, uh, we've been with these movies for 20 years. The people in, in this group and so many of the super fans out there have seen those films so, so, so many times. There's going to be little that they do within this world that we're not going to attach. And this is including me, a Lord of the Rings film, Peter Jackson-y possibility to it. But that felt pretty on the nose. <laughs> yeah, that's BS because that was like one of the most touching, I will tragic, it, bravest I do moments. I the way. Yeah, in all of the movies. Up there. Like, just walk to the tree. It's like an easy way to show, like, bravery, but it didn't, like, ring true to, like... Ring. Again, I don't know who Aaron Deere is, but it didn't didn't rings of power true to his character (laughs) because he was... Like, it would have been more interesting and felt more right if you just, like, went out, like, just grabbed an axe and then just started, like, cutting at, at the tree or whatever, or, like, just made, like, that silent choice instead of doing this weird like ode to the the trilogy that's just yeah well i mean he's an elf and their trees are huge within this this story already uh (laughs) they're really big i mean the significance of trees is huge they open the whole entire series talking about two trees um and they focus on trees in uh uh numenor uh so trees are huge so i've got no problem with them having their own in-show world payoff of those moments and showing the the bond and the significance of of trees trees there. Um, I just thought the moments leading up were a little little goofy. Um, yeah, he also, attack? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say let's go the, the escape, the worst escape ever. <laughs> Terrible. Nobody <laughs> it started it started kind of strong. It started okay. Yeah. I thought some of the visual was really cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, choo, choo, choo. like the alternating mm. up. That was really cool. Yeah. I thought the chains pulling, the chain work, uh, oh, yeah. running along the chains, uh, and then bringing down the the tarps so it exposes their orc skin to the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was a, when he when he acts that canopy down and expose them all to the sun. It was cool and also funny uh, because. Uh, there was early, an earlier moment where the or- there is an orc that just kind of gets burned a little bit by the sun and he goes <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <Dracula. laughs> like it goes away and I, I thought that was the funniest I laughed at the hardest in that moment I laughed at it I laughed at it I laughed and I laughed <laughs> I laughed so hard I love that, was, that was cool that was that was a very that initial sequence I thought was was pretty awesome and I did I do think the chain work was cool that climactic moment when the tarp falls and they all get exposed to the sun yeah. uh what is the moment is that when they release the warg release the warg yeah that yeah. Yeah. it like comes out between the um 
I liked this whole action scene. I really did. I don't know. So can we just talk about the warg for a minute? Uh, I'm dying to talk about the warg. Matt, go go for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll give credit to my wife who uh, almost instantaneously said, is that the weird hyena from Lion King? (laughs) 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 Because it does look like the dumb, like, Kind of cross-eyed. Yeah. Ooh, uh, what are we gonna oh, do? Say it again. Yeah. Like, it, it looks. You're thinking of Ed. His horrible. name is Ed. Put some respect on it, Matt. Uh, voice sure. of is that the one that is it Bobcat Goldthwait? Oh uh, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I when they said Warg, I was like, I literally said, oh shit. And then we started to get a little buildup of like, okay, we're gonna. It's going to be cool. But at the second I saw it come in, I was like, that looks wonky. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then we got that full frame close up of that uh, Ren and or Stimpy looking face. And I was like, what? Ren and what it was both this? of them. This yes. looks awful. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was then, not true to the wargs that were established in the movies, which I was, were, were ridden. They had I was riders. fine with that. Um, yeah, I thought I'm it fine definitely with looked weird. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I, it looked like its own thing, but again, we are thousands of years beforehand. So not only is there general evolution, but a lot of these creatures we have to remember are continually, Evolving. uh, no, they're tortured and changed yeah, into be, being what they, what they are. This is uh, a proto, a proto war. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. um, I don't have a problem with it being different looking than the trilogy, to be clear. I just have with it looks it looking it dumber. Look. You yeah. could have made it look different and scary and interesting. And well, and that's so that's the thing is like, yeah, I totally agree, Mike, that take some liberties with what how these creatures look, but this warg, they like clearly tried to make it look badder and meaner and scarier and i simply think the design just failed yeah, i, I just did not think it worked <laughs> i simply think it was a failure i think they failed on all fronts <laughs> like artistically you are holding a pen right now which were, <laughs> and it kind of looked like a cigarette holder <laughs> I'm just, i simply don't think it works i just think it was i'm so sorry for whoever the team that designed this warg i feel bad because i know that a lot of work i assume a lot of work went into it but i just thought it just looked so stupid it looks so <laughs> dumb so stupid it looks so stupid <laughs> kelly if this thing was coming at you you'd run um so- <laughs> <laughs> you'd laugh first <laughs> then you run. my last words would be you're so ugly <laughs> what the fuck are you i don't i don't those? think i I don't I think I hated it as much as you guys yeah. did. Yeah, I Probably because the first thing it started doing was chewing people up from the side, which wouldn't kill you instantly. You would just be attacked and then bleed a slow death. And that really got to me. That really got in my head. Because that man died instantly when he got a paper cut on his jugular. So they're going out <laughs> like that. Did you notice thing. that the warg swept someone's leg? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> head, swept him off his feet and then like, oh. yeah. Headbutted uh, him? Pretty much. Uh, it also looked like, and this may fall flat as far as this description goes, but it looked like when Sonic the Hedgehog was being released, they released the look <laughs> of Sonic got the so Hedgehog, angry. and people got so angry at yeah. the design. It looked like this. It looked <laughs> Those- like this. You got a billion dollars. Come on. You know what also annoyed me is that you have to be, you have to have such taste for your moments, and they clearly wanted this warg to be a moment. Yeah. And so they like gave it its 
thing. And I think the word just wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> like they just like didn't capitalize the on their moment. Ominous music and then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. They, they almost, they, they did, I think too much. They gave the work too much of a personality and it just truly felt, dare I say, extra. (laughs) It just felt excessive. Who am I going to do another, (laughs) not to do another video game reference, but he looks like a crash bandicoot boss. Like I'm going to go. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to have his own kart racing game soon. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm looking at Google images of the warg. It looks worse than I remember it looking. It okay. does. Yeah. You were you you were pretty sleepy, so I did I did wake up during the scene. Um, um So yeah. It, it looks like a 1980s werewolf movie character transition. It does. Uh, you know what? I think you're insulting 1980s werewolves. It looks like a howling one. The, the howling, okay. I would love the howling <laughs> werewolf over this. Personally. Do you know what I like think a, a big issue is? So I'm looking at an image of like the Jackson Warg and the, the Rings of Power Warg. The Warg in Rings of Power has human shaped eyes. Yes, it does. <laughs> Weird. They didn't think versus the Warg in the Jackson Warg the eyes are really beady. They're kind of on the side of their head, almost like a hammerhead shark or something. Whereas yeah. this warg has like some like big old <laughs> human eyes. Yeah, those it, wargs are more boar-like. This is more, definitely more hyena-ish. Like, it does look like the Sonic. <laughs> it does. I, okay, I, I stand corrected. This thing looks this thing looks this, terrible and I was not paying attention. All right, good. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you've come around. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the, the warg reveal in this is like i think very comparable to the troll i and i I already talked about the troll reveal when we did the snow troll uh but the troll reveal and in fellowship like that troll doesn't look good right like that troll's pretty not great cgi but it comes in and it has that roar and the sound design behind that roar like where's the great sound design in this show now that i'm thinking about it I don't know. And it's just giving me, this show's just making me appreciate Jackson and that crew of people and artists and writers talent all the more because holy shit, is this really hard to pull off and do well and do convincingly, do terrifyingly, do funny, like, and, but Jackson did it. And it's just like, man, yeah, not everybody can do this. Uh, but you know, we're only episode three in, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, I want to just keep count of how many times we say that, (laughs) but we're in season three, episode five. So like, we'll see. (laughs) Uh, So this escape has not gone, gone well. The watch warden does make it up there after Aaron Deere is able to subdue the uh, warg and immediately is Boromir. Yeah. 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 Minus the the emotion. Yeah, minus the emotion. I felt this one. I did kind of feel this one. And I thought it was well done. The reveal of him like just standing there was kind of like eerie in that smoking environment. Then he turns, you see the arrow. And it it, it did feel like a loss. Like I did feel like. Yeah, this one I felt. They're they're kind of screwed. Because we got a little bit more time with him in the first uh, episode. And then uh, a little bit here. Not so much the, uh, the friend. 
and you stood up for a tree. <laughs> yeah, and now we're just stuck with boring deer. Oh, got him. Yeah. So I've been, he I've been waiting is, to drop that one all night. He is laid really out, good timing. About to get killed, and they're like, "Wait, hold wait, on, just, hold on, wait, oh, just one second. Excuse and me, wait a second, please. Save him for pish, wait, wait a pish posh. Adar. <laughs> uh, so then this, you know, Adar. Adar starts, uh, chant starts coming, and Adar's coming out. Is that Adar's music? And he starts coming out. and He's high-fiving other orcs on his <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> yeah, foam fingers. Yeah. And uh, we don't get to see Adar, but definitely looks elvish to me. Yeah. Because they do say Adar is like uh, an elven, elven word, uh, which in my writing, not my writing, the opposite, my reading, um, is uh, father. Hmm. So kind of looks like Loki. Like he there has was like some Lokiness. Uh, yeah, there was a the Loki feel to it. Um, so one of the things is this could be Sauron. This could be another. Uh, <laughs> it, it could yeah, it could be any character. This could be Sauron. Galadriel could be Sauron. Uh, <clears throat> and I think Nori's Sauron. <laughs> Ooh, dark horse. Yeah. Uh, the odds on that are pretty good. You put out one dollar, you win a billion. Ew. Yeah, so All this way. could be Sauron. Uh, it also, if father, in my my reading and, and watching of a couple breakdown clips and things like that, one of the thinkings is that this could be a fallen elf who was on the side of Morgoth. Uh, so basically one of Morgoth's lieutenants, like, like, a, like a Sauron, one of Sauron's lieutenants. Or it could be the father of the orcs, the person the thing that helped birth the orcs and tortured them into into being when you say helped birth them what do you mean (laughs) help create them so what how sperm donor that's what we got to find out because sperm donor it's so he's got the orc sperm yeah he is it's (laughs) there's a there's an orc sperm bank and it's all this guy's stuff wow i'm gonna predict that this is theo's father Oh, it took me a second to remember who the fuck Theo was in this episode. Solid predict. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I'm still going with the Aaron Deer on that. Mike, you were kind of with me, right? I definitely was. uh, And I still kind of am, just looks wise. I I think that kind of fits more than the other possibility that I have in my head, which is Halbrand. Because uh, he is, they said in this oh. episode that he is from the Southlands. He is, he left the Southlands. Uh, so that seems to line up in my mind. Yeah. Or like Theo well, could be a prince so or something. Yeah. Yeah. And also in like episode three, we will, we're going to get to <clears throat> a sealed door and, and his dad, like they don't look like a family. <laughs> So maybe just nobody looks related in this show. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we also haven't seen their their mother. Um, I thought that they looked. I thought they. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I don't personally. That's not going to put it all together for me. Mike no. is they giving this like show they. so much credit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, One woman can't do that. I think it's less me giving it credit. Okay. Yeah, I'm giving it credit. Um, but also not reading not looking for things that don't make sense i think there's a lot yeah, of that yeah, going no, on, I'm, I'm being on too. yeah no i kind of like love that in 
Game of Thrones when some of the characters looked like they could actually be related. Yeah. 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 I always, I'm always happy when that happens because it's just yeah. like, that's a good casting director. Like, that's somebody. Like Marjorie and what's her, Laura, Loris. I thought they looked like brother and sister. Oh, uh, the Tyrells. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so let's move on. If there's anything more about Aaron Deer, Adar uh, to be discussed, we can do it as things go. So let's Galadriel. Let's talk about Numenor. A little bit more about Numenor. Numenor. <clears throat> Thoughts? It had some, um, what was, you're going to kill me. I want to say Minas Tirith. Is that where Denethor was? Yeah. Um, it had some Minas tirith vibes to it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the Numenorians, yeah, they, they built Minas mm-hmm. Tirith. Right? Yeah. Ezekiel founded okay. Minas yeah, yes. I had vibes and it, I liked seeing and the faces and the walls and stuff. And mm-hmm. that's the thing too, Mike. I, and I, I will, I'll be quick here. Like how much you're, how you're kind of saying, like, I don't care about their allegiance to the films. I would almost rather they abandoned the film's aesthetic entirely. That's what I said. Yeah. Than, yeah. Like, but I think that like, we have to keep comparing it to the films because clearly they're, they're trying they're, to do that. They're trying yeah. to do it so much, but that that's all. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is, Definitely some them of them trying, but there's also going to be situations where they're using the writings uh, and yeah, you, know, just, you may draw. I, I just mean like aesthetic-wise in, in, in this this aspect of just like sure. just give me all new set design and, mm-hmm. and appearances and stuff. Um, yeah, because you can you can go crazy. Yeah, with that I got stuff you. Adapting the works, you know. Mm-hmm. I I think I agree that I thought Numenor was so grand and like. I think those wide shots of it are pretty cool. When we get a little closer into like smaller spaces in Numenor, I do think it feels a little naked. Like it feels a little sparse and similar to what you were saying, Mike, at the beginning is I do think even though the set design and these things like looks really nice, it does at times look a little too perfect and it looks like a set. It's like, oh, where's the... Where's the detail in the stone? Where are, you know, where's the detail in these drapes? I like, I felt like in Numenor when they were, I don't know, like in that, what what was it? Like a dining hall of sorts or something in like the town square. I just found myself looking around and being like, where's the detail? This literally just looks like wood and drapes. And, and that's kind of all that I'm looking at. So uh, I, I do think that it, it has a, uh, like a coldness, lack of detail on like a fi- in the finer detail of things. I'm good on all, all the, the general details of things. I think they hit it where, where it matters. Um, um, when I was I, talking about it, I meant more, it just looks, everything just looks so new. Well, but I think that's detail, right? Like for Not things, me, no. it looks brand oh. new. Things that just look brand new. Uh, the detail I I see and where I need to see it. But like it, things wouldn't look new if there was detail in making them look old, right? right? Like, That's where you like get the, it with dirt, yeah. like putting mold and moss on things. Yeah, uh, you're talking about like that kind. Yeah, like, we're talking dirt, sure. Well, what <laughs> That's kind of detail. detail. <laughs> okay. What kind of detail yeah. are you talking? Uh, inscriptions, backdrop. Um, Set, des- oh, okay. set general set design like things that okay. make things look and feel real um mm-hmm. the thing the only real thing i was missing was some aged uh aged look dirt yeah and dirt. i do think that's kind of um i guess harfoots aside i think that's kind of across the board is i think that like newness 
um, to me screams like lack of detail in, in <laughs> making it look this ancient the way that it, it, I feel like it should. I, yeah, I, I, I feel uh, similarly about that. I, I think it may be just TV, like TV at this scale, like yeah. it's hard to do the same level of detail and like artistry in this scope in this like high fantasy high budget world like it's just like i don't know it's got to be way harder to achieve than it is in 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 a in a, in a feature length movie very um, true but i also think like I, i'm also curious to like le learn more about the the crew and like who's working on this show because just from like what i know from like the trilogy it was just like an entire like village of like worth of people that just loved everything lord of the rings and like cared about every single detail like every department was just so passionate about everything and i'm just i'm I'm curious to see how much that's the case for the crew of like the the show too yeah It'd be cool if that is the case but do better am i right <laughs> <laughs> love it more <laughs> more dirt I, <laughs> love it more meet uh elendil for the first uh for the first time that was uh, cool yeah uh, I like him as a character. I like him like him a lot. I like the whole family. I liked him too. I liked yeah. him too. He was kind of Aragorn-esque and he was kind of like one of those characters who was really sure of himself and felt like I knew him the second I met him. It's mm -hmm. like it's kind of like a Harfoot mm -hmm. thing where like you get someone's vibe and you're like, all right, I'm in it with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they are walking through. Uh Galadriel gives a little bit of the uh, backstory of Numenor itself when she's talking to them and she says to Halbrand, these men are not like you. Your ancestors stood with Morgoth. These men stood with the elves and got this land, Numenor, as reward. So Numenor was an elven land which was given to given to the Numenorians. Um, At least according to the elves. According to the elves, yes. We, this was no gift. We <laughs> earned this. Yeah. Uh, and it was once once upon a time, elves came and went along their shores. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the queen, uh, or uh, Numenor, was just like, eh, I think we're done. I think we're done with the elves coming through. And I have my theories around that. Um, and Halbrand asks why. And Gladriel basically says, well, maybe we're, we're here. Maybe <laughs> that's why. We'll find out. Yeah. We didn't was... find out, right? Unless I missed something. We don't no, know we didn't exactly. really find out. Okay. Um, we didn't find out. I think uh, we have the queen go to her father and say that... What the hell does she say? The she basically says, oh, the elf is... Yeah, the, it, the elf is here. It is, it is happening. The elf is here. Uh, so what, I'm, what I would guess is that some Numenorean person... They got their hands on some scroll, some prophecy that said that the coming of the elf will trigger like the fall of Numenor or something. Um, because we know that Numenor descends into the sea uh, and maybe their dumb human way of stopping that was, you know, okay, wow, this is easy. We'll just, no more elves. No more yeah. elves. So when the elf shows up, that's when... Uh, that's why everybody's freaking out. And then you have the two factions. You have the the elves, the the elf uh, friendlies, and then you have the uh, the other ones. 
and we know that the elf, the friends of the elves kind of live on, Isildur, and so on. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else just, just like goes to the bottom of the sea, I guess. <laughs> I think it's interesting wonder- in these stories because the same sort of thing, there's a cataclysm in Valeria in Game of Thrones too. So in these old high civilizations, there's always some cataclysm. All these stories. Yeah. I wonder if the prophecy is going to be like a star-based prophecy because they're sailors. Sailors got to know the stars, right? And then that somehow ties in with the stranger and the Harfoots. Yeah. All comes together. Uh, One bit of trivia here. The tree that they show here, the white tree, uh, is Nimloth the Fair. Uh, and one of those seedlings was brought by Isildur in the founding of Minas Tirith and becomes the White Tree of Gondor, which mm. I thought was a nice little detail that I picked up going through things. Great um, detail. Yeah. Uh, That's more detail than they put into that stonework in Numenor, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> that detail was fine. Just a little clean. Uh, and... Mike loves the detail. <laughs> the Hall of Lore, uh, mm-hmm. while we're there. First of all, I'd, I would love to know exactly how that shit is sorted. Because, you know, the, the, the person <laughs> oh, yeah. there definitely knows what he's doing because he did a, like a Google image search <coughs> on these yeah. things and found found some scrolls that had that sigil on there. But guess what? It's not a sigil. It's, it's a, a map. location, and it is Mordor. Yo, Mordor. I saw that exact symbol spray painted on the sidewalk today oh, in Collingswood, no. New Jersey by a no. sewer. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's what they're using to point to this sewer line. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I was wow. like, I'll take a picture. Are you sure it's a sewer line and it's not a bunch of dry-ass orcs tunneling the way <laughs> Just hop down the manhole and uh, make my way to the island? Or Could be. Mm-hmm. I liked this reveal, though. I was like, oh, it's a map. That's cool. Is oh, that the same horrible. symbol that's been carved on people's bodies and stuff? Mm-hmm. That Sauron symbol that he carved on Galadriel's brother? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that she poured on the tomb? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Mordor. Simple. Okay. Yeah. So that's what the orcs <laughs> in the Southland are doing right now is they are preparing the plan which was put in place after the defeat of Morgoth that Sauron's lieutenant would kick into action and they would transform the Southlands into a realm in which they control and then launch their attacks. Here's so the, the okay, so that's where Arondir was with Bronwyn, yeah. the Southlands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we ever find out why the cow turned black milk? Because it was eating food that was growing. Um, I don't know, I guess not. It doesn't really explain it. Right? I was with you, Matt. I was. With you. I was with you too. I was like, tell to us. Like, I assumed it was going to be something like that, right? Like the orcs, where like yeah. stuff was coming up from the ground or whatever. But I think that, like, I don't think that was. Fully... I guess maybe the ground's bad because they're tunneling under it. But that doesn't, that doesn't I think explain. they're generally tow- t- uh, What is it? Terraforming, more or less, the the land uh, as they as they go through and dig. Uh, and they're just being dirty pieces of shit. (laughs) Sending their poop to the surface. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. send it. No sewage system. No No. poo down here. Poo go upstairs, eh? (laughs) We don't need no stinking poo. (laughs) The cow is eating poo grass. Turn Um, its milk black. 
I guess I guess I don't know where Galadriel like ultimate destination is gonna be. Now, right now it feels like Mordor. And <clears throat> she seems so impatient to get her job done that it's making me almost impatient with like what are we going to be in Numenor forever? Like, I just want you to like <laughs> get like, out of there. Like, there's just so much. How long is that plot line going to take to, to unfold? Is it going to be the whole five seasons? We're just like itching for Galadriel to get to Mordor. If hey, she were more Matt, patient, I might, I may if be If she bored. had her way, she'd be there already. I know. I know. <laughs> That's to, what I'm saying. I'm like, get her there. I want to yeah, see it. I, I totally agree. I don't really know at this point what, which she thinks she's gonna do. It's just her. She thinks she's gonna so get far, some army. So far away. <laughs> is she just trying to find Sauron? Is yeah. that her only goal right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's her whole mission because that was her whole brother's mission. And she's doing her brother's job because he died. Yeah. And it's how it works. <laughs> yeah. She has nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't see a lot of other elves doing that. Just just glad for it all. <laughs> She's just gotta the, do something. Uh when they came before the Queen Regent, uh Muriel, I thought that moment was fun. But you see it in a lot of these shows where I am Queen, I am Galadriel of the Noldor, daughter of the Golden House of Finarfin, uh commander of the Northern Armies of High King Gilglad. Um, Halbrand? of the <laughs> Southlands. <laughs> yeah. I like thought this was one of the scenes that I thought had so much potential if they just kept the camera between Galadriel and the Queen. Yeah. Like their dialogue there. back and forth was so tense and like actually written pretty well, but they spent the whole time looking at Halbrand and looking at people murmuring and like the audio was turned way up for people like whispering in the back that it lost so much dramatic tension that I was just like can we go back and like mm-hmm. just put they have like, a tough time with tension yeah it was like one of those attention. technical things that kelly mentioned attention. that i was just like just do this scene right and then i'll be like oh the ladies are uh, fighting yeah like, it was good like gandalf and uh theo did uh yeah mm-hmm. this was a moment they could have sat in and i felt like they rushed this yeah and i was bummed about that yeah yeah uh Halbrand calms the situation and, you know, we'll stay for a bit. You suss us out and our requests and shit, and then we'll be on our way, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as Halbrand goes, he wants to be... He, he This person wants to start anew. Um, Galadriel finds out that he is in a king. He was a king in the Southlands and has abandoned his post. Abandoned his post! Um Flee for your lives. Flee for your lives. And he is, is there. He just wants to start over. Uh, apparently, he's a great blacksmith, and they got unions there, so I guess he can't, can't get in unless unless he's got the, the crest, so he plays some people into getting one, and then they immediately catch him, and he beats the shit out of them in some of the more violent stuff that I've seen uh, within kind of any Lord loved of the Rings. that fight scene. Yeah. That was like cool choreography. I liked the breaking of the arm. Mm. Ooh, the ooh, that always don't, gets me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't see that enough. Really? No, a good yeah. putting it on something and breaking it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah. And then he gets carted off to a cell. So not being a great guest so far. Was this, did we skip over the horse ride or is that to come? 
we just i think we just haven't talked about it yet yeah okay I chronologically i don't know but i'm dying. i'm sitting here talk about the the house yeah, they were the horse going to the hall of lore <laughs> yeah what do you want to say about it stacy why <laughs> why because it was an excuse to be cinematic that was it it was Why? an excuse to be cinematic and they, cause they can't do that in any other part of the show. I so they're why. like, Oh, we know fabric can look pretty. This is I so strange. It, I it think fine. they were trying to get us to be like, Hey, Gladriel's not all doom and gloom. She likes some things and she really loves likes riding horses. horses. What a free but spirit. In the weirdest way. The weirdest. He likes way. horses. This was so strange. You have 10 minutes of, Arwen riding a horse and I'd watch that every single day for the rest of my life and be like she loves horses she loves to ride because it's just a woman riding a horse at the end of the day why are we bringing slow-mo into this (laughs) I think it was just a release for for Galadriel um you know captured she's been on a boat she swim like a thousand miles Think so. I would have been all in on just seeing the same amount of time spent on Galadriel riding a horse on the beach, looking happy in regular motion. I don't <laughs> know why they slowed it down. And got mostly her gown and then a close-up of her slightly strange smile. Yeah. She's she's a very beautiful weird. woman, great actress, but I'm like, oh, this smile is like is is kind of uh strange it looks like a botox smile where like everything's frozen but then so she's just kind of smiling with her eyes and it's like if you didn't slow-mo that down we could have just enjoyed the scene she has what i call like a high lip smile where it seems like her top (laughs) lip kind of tucks in under the gum yeah like matt's doing yeah yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> listeners yeah. can tell from the sound of my voice. Right smile. Now, my top lip. <laughs> it's like a, it like folds in. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, watching this with my husband, and after that scene, I just went, "What was that?" And he was like, "And Walker's uh, all in on this show, Mike. He likes it probably as much as you." And he was like, "That was really weird." It looks like it looked like an iPhone, like competition it's like hey (laughs) film something cool on your iphone and maybe we'll put it on like a billboard and that's what it looked like the only other stuff to discuss within within here or to at least bring up or mention uh is isildur uh elendil and aarian the sister they also have a unseen brother anarian um i guess Aryan has made it into the Builders Guild after Azildor <laughs> has, um, you know, hey, you should reapply. Uh, and that surprises El- Elendil. Um, Azildor is supposed to shove off again for another voyage and he wants to defer it. In okay, can we, can we pause real quick? Time on the Western front. Yes. I'm, I'm so back. sorry, Mike. What do we think the process is to get into the Builders Guild? Mm. Well, we know you got to reply. Uh, sure. <laughs> so what, do, what does that application entail? Yeah, yeah does she have like a first portfolio? Name, last name, social. And um, it's very much like high school shop class. You got to build like a swing set out of plastic straws and hot yeah. glue. She and has dioramas all over her bedroom. This language... To say that you, it's a shitty writing. 
to say that you apply for something, it's like, what is that language? Just I'm the pretty- way they the way they wrote about it, it felt like the lens of like someone applying to college in exactly. modern day times. And they were like, oh, what can we do? Oh, just put builders guild in. And they like applied this modern situation. They overlaid it on top of what they imagined happened back then. And it felt out of place. Exactly. I don't know formally enough about how medieval or ancient uh, guilds worked, but I imagine there was an application process uh, or uh, at least. I some... imagine it was, who is your father? Great. Yeah. You're in. There's probably a lot of that. Maybe at like, some point there was an application. Tap, tap on the shoulder. Are you interested in building? Come yeah. to our guild networking and like there's a lot of people I don't know there's a lot of people yeah. in that in that island country and you got to be good as hell because they are chiseling away at stone non-stop well like, she was that clean she was rejected yeah. right she got her yes yeah she reapplied at the um suggestion of Isildur. Isildur. and Elendil seemed very shocked by that he seemed very shocked of like Isildur he convinced convinced you you? he doesn't even like your work yeah yeah exactly like what is the family dynamic to where that's strange to the dad uh just using what I've seen in this uh it just seems like Isildur's the one that isn't the the huge go-getter that and for him to be the one that's suggesting that she she does because they just had a conversation there where he's like ah i'm gonna take a semester off (laughs) i'm gonna go find a study abroad (laughs) yeah uh with this girl she rides horses (laughs) yeah i was excited to meet a sildor and and thus far eh, he's not he's not doing i like the interaction uh, the goofy interactions with him and his sailor buds that was i thought that was cartoonish but fun yeah i, I just know I he's gonna be the guy who doesn't throw the ring into the volcano <laughs> and yeah. i am already mad at him yeah <laughs> i um, already that yes. was one thing i think that some of you talked about in the last episode that i missed uh talking about prequels and the toughness of a prequel because you know how there's the the exposition or the there's no stakes because you know how these people where it goes for me, I disagree with the with the bit there um, because for me, it's like seeing how the, it's the journey, seeing how they get to that point. For me, is what I'm in it for. Um, like I don't disagree with that, but if you're gonna put Galadriel in a life threatening situation, like oh, is she gonna drown or is she gonna be saved? That's when that kicks in. Like I don't mind her journey overall, like that's great, but I don't want to keep seeing her like on the brink of death because I just know that there's she's not gonna die. Right. I think that's um I think that's not smart writing at the end of the day. I, I, I'm gonna dis- disagree again. Uh, just because there's a billion biographies where people are narrating and the narrator is talking about the things that happened to them and you're seeing seeing the journey um that they've that they've gone through and they're talking about it. You know that they you know that they live. Um that's a good point. That's a good point. I guess then the show's not executing those moments mm-hmm. well. To again, to the point where we become invested in that situation. I think yeah, and she and Halbrand haven't even kissed yet. <laughs> they I had a spicy don't. moment, though. They had a spicy moment when he was in the moment. cell. Yeah, I don't I think that they're going to have that that interest. Um, <laughs> all right, let's begin to wrap this up. 
with some winners and losers. See those losers first. Matt. Uh, yes, I get to go first. My loser is that the elf whose name we never knew, who bore that the wound of a paper cut and died instantly. Uh, what a sucker. Sorry, guy. Uh, fare thee well. Uh, I would read your name in the Harfoot-esque uh, rundown of those who have passed, but I never know your name, man. So, bye. I'm looking so you will the... be known as Throat Slit. <laughs> I'm Paper looking cut at the throat IMDB, and I think it might be Valandil. Galandil? Valandil. It's either Valandil or Maidhor. Maidhor. Yeah. I thought Valandil was the name of one of the guys on the boat. Maybe. <laughs> You I said that this is so the... exhausted. <laughs> I thought so it was I'm giving options. I'm not saying this is the right answer. I thought it was the guy on the bus. Who's your loser? Where are we? <laughs> What's up? Who's your loser? I don't know. Um <laughs> how many episodes of this we got left? <laughs> four four years of this. Oh man. It could um, get better. Who knows? Well, it'll get better. Podcast. Um, <laughs> my yeah, my loser. I mean, their listeners. Uh, my loser is the guy that got his face smashed into the wall in Numenor. Mm. Oh, it's the guy. He got his pin taken. He got his face smashed in. He was just kind of being a dick, and he he thought he could come in with his little gang. And sharks and jets it against this newcomer, and he got what was coming to him. Yeah, he could just try to take back the thing that was stolen from him. So, Stacey, did you just throw it on a West Side Story reference? I'm so freaking tired. Kelly, who's your loser? Um, my loser is Arondir. Um, lost lost two buddies, one to paper cut throat slit, and one to arrows to the chest. Um, and so. And he's about to meet who seems like a super scary person. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, my loser is the watch warden who gets uh, killed, makes it up to the top, and then gets Boromir. Yeah. And winners, Kelly. Um, I shit on it pretty hard, but. I was having a hard time thinking of a winner for this, but mine is Galadriel because she got to ride a horse and that seemed to have been super cool for her. And she got her knife back. And she got yeah. her knife back, which is yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, it's Matt. Stacey. I didn't even know she uh, Yeah, mine was also Galadriel, but I'll think of a new one. I'll say um, Nori because even though it seemed like she was down and out and they were at the end of the pack, in comes a Gandalf-esque creature to help them carry the cart and get them through this migration. And that was what they really needed. So I'll say Nori and her fam. You don't think that Gan- or, ooh, the Gandalf-like creature was better suited pushing the cart or pulling it? I found pushing it to be an interesting move. Mm. Was he pushing the it? Terrain. I couldn't tell if he pushed it or was like coming out of it. And they were It looked careful. like a wheelbarrow kind of thing. So I just figured pushing... You thought he could have like pulled it from behind. Oh, like well, because oh, it I has see. like the yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what he was gonna do. And he considering when he came up behind. Dad has a busted go. foot, 
it's like, so dad definitely shouldn't be pulling. Yeah, put that dad in the cart. I digress, yeah. 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 Then wait, leave him behind. I don't know the mechanics of it. uh, (laughs) Woo, you are so dark. Who's your winner, Matt? Uh, Mine goes to the most interesting new character in a show that really didn't need new characters in the third episode. We already have so many. Ellen Deal, is that his name? Ellen Deal, yeah. Ellen Deal. You know, good, good actor. Our brightest uh, star. Liked his vibe, cool character. Um, don't know what's going on with his whole kid dynamic and stuff, but like his scene with Galadriel was fun and he got a promotion. So, you know, good, good, good for him, I guess. I guess uh, he's also a little bit in trouble with the queen, but she seems... Like she's bad, so that's good. She's in trouble with them, right? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Gladriel was oh, my me. winner. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, A. Aryan. Hey, guess what? She got in the Builders Guild. <laughs> so, hey. So congrats, A. Aryan. She's also getting in the stunningly the beautiful. Why yeah. is she the most beautiful person in the show? Yeah. She's great. All right. Uh, that will do it for this episode. Honor. Of, yeah, Make her look detail. old. Put some detail on her. My uh, dirt is detail. <laughs> For this episode of The Beacons Are Lit, a Lord of the Rings podcast, we're back next week. Thank you to the fellowship, Matt. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Stacy. And thank you all for listening. Bye.